Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, one of our favorite things is to make money. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How is the NBA handling these suspensions and these flagrant fouls in your estimation? 888-SAY-ESPN. Has Saquon Barkley played his final down as a giant as well? Canty and Carlin for Greeny. We welcome in right now. Uh, at least we believe it's him. It's unverified now. Yeah. Uh, that is Joe Fortenbaugh, of course, of Joe and Amber, an ESPN betting analyst. You watch the Daily Wager at 6 p.m. Eastern. Weekdays on ESPN2. You listen to Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on I'll- ESPN Radio. Is this really you? This is me, gentlemen. This is me in the flesh. I don't need a blue check mark to go out there and make bad bets and lose money, okay? I can do that <laughs> with a check mark. I can do that without a check mark. Elon Musk, he can do whatever he wants. I'm still going to be me. I-, I love the I love the commentary around all this, though. The second it's removed, everyone just was nice enough to share their opinions as to what they thought on it. The fact that social media has given us way too much space to to express our opinions, we need to stop. I, I think that would I need be the more right space thing. to express. I, my I, 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 I think I think we need less. That's what I think everyone needs. Everyone needs to stop sharing every single thought that crosses their brain, and maybe just maybe we can quiet down a little bit and start making some better decisions. That's mostly uh, a Larry David type take right yeah, there. Okay, I think boomer. that's uh, from his uh from <laughs> from his stand-up routine. <laughs> no, I'm I'm here for all of the commentary. I want everybody to overshare. I, I just I just oh, want to see much. I just want to see it all cuz it's highly entertaining, Joe. But I will say this about losing my blue check mark yesterday. I was hurt. They cut me deep, Shrek. They cut me deep, Shrek. I'm serious. I'm serious. I was telling Carlin this pre-show, Joe. I'm serious. I'm so sincere. I don't know what hurt me more this week, losing my blue check mark or finding out that I owed the federal government money with my tax return. I don't know which one hurt me more. I know which one hurt me more. I don't know which one hurt me more. Listen, it doesn't hurt me at all because people are always questioning who it is who's saying all the stupid stuff anyway. No, it's really me. And I didn't need a blue check mark. I, I guess now without the blue check mark, I have plausible deniability, right? I could exactly. say it was somebody go. else impersonating me. You exactly. can go ahead and just shotgun any opinion you want out there and be like, that's not me. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But if it's one that works and everyone likes it, well, yeah, of course it's me. It must just took away my check mark. So there we go. And coming on 420, no less, I think was perfect. For my <laughs> I, I don't think under any circumstance that is coincidence. I do not. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. I, I want to get your quick take on this. This was from yesterday. Canty and I were going through the, the betting odds on these NBA series, and mm. we were blown away by the fact that up two games to none, the Kings were still only a minus 175 to win the series. But then you look, and this is before the Kawhi injury is announced, you looked at the odds of a series that was 1-1 between Phoenix and the Clippers, and Phoenix was a minus 290 favorite, and the Clippers were at plus 245, and Canty and I are looking at each other like, dear God, we got to jump on the Clippers here. And then two hours later, Kawhi's out. Coincidence? I think yeah. not, Joe Fortenbaugh. <laughs> I, I think what, what, and this is an excellent talking point, because what you're dealing with there, a large part of that is perception, okay? The perception of the Kings despite all the evidence we have in front of us from the regular season and two games in the playoffs, is that eh, 
I'm not really willing to buy in because I haven't seen it before. You hear people throw things like recency bias, confirmation bias, all these biases that we battle on a day-to-day basis out there. People just aren't necessarily willing, A, to buy in fully with the Kings, and B, to write off the Warriors because of what we saw them do last year and in the past. As for the Clippers and the Suns, there's a lot of excitement about Kevin Durant, CP3, Devin Booker playing together. They were the favorites to win the West, despite the fact that there's a lot of evidence showing that maybe they shouldn't necessarily be the favorites if we were doing true odds. I always use the Tiger Woods example. Go back maybe 10, 12 years ago when Woods was still playing regularly, but he wasn't the dominant force that he used to be. He was still like the 10 or 12 to 1 favorite in every tournament. Now, his true odds would have put him more around 35 or 40 to 1, but the books couldn't hang that number because they take so much Tiger Woods money, they would get destroyed if Woods went out and actually won the event, which he ended up doing a few years ago in the Masters, and that was a massive financial loss for the books. So a lot of it comes down to perception, and what you're seeing is the perception of the Suns is that they are very, very good and that people aren't necessarily willing to buy into the Kings just yet. Joe, you know I'm a huge Lakers fan, and so I got to ask you this question. Between games one and two, you're talking about multiple games, multiple days off. Even in game three, it's going to be multiple days off for the Lakers. But after that, it's going to change as we get to the latter part of this series. How much of that is going to affect the value on the Lakers going up against the Memphis Grizzlies? I think one thing you want to do is think big picture with conversations like that. For example, it would be a massive advantage to take a look at a team like the Denver Nuggets and say, all right, they're up 2-0. There's a chance they could wrap this in four because Minnesota is just so discombobulated trying to run their offense. Carl Anthony Towns looked lost out there, but I'm not going to get into that rant on this show today. So they wrap it up maybe in four, but most likely in five. If Clippers Suns goes seven, that series for Denver has a big advantage for the Nuggets in the next round. Mm-hmm. And going on, these teams that have to go seven games, look at Boston last year, how many deep series they needed to play. They ran out of gas against the Warriors. There's a tax. And Phoenix is playing 40-plus minutes from its stars every night. They've got no bench whatsoever. That is going to catch them. When you're talking about the Lakers, big picture, how many days, how many games is it going to take? If you want to play them to win this thing, they're an older team that at times is very injury-prone. So if you're playing six games every series you're just magnifying those risks i do like the the lakers to cover the four and a half in game three i think that's a great spread i think it only goes up from here the grizzlies as good as they are at home they are terrible on the road this season they're banged up in the front court the lakers shot like crap in game two i think the lakers in the first half and for the game in game three is the play and for the series i do still think they emerge as the winners Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, of course, of Joe and Amber. Weeknights on ESPN Radio from 7 to 9 Eastern time. Joe, is there, back to the Clippers for a second, is there any value right now at plus 750 to win the series? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it, we got to think to ourselves, what, what are we going to get from, from Kawhi? Plus 750, I'd be willing to take a shot on that, hoping he comes back. It's plus 5 right now for game 4. It's, there's obviously some concern with that injury. That's obvious. But I think the most important handicap here is to look at the Suns and say to yourself, good God, there was no Paul George and they lost game one. 
Game two, they come back and they play well and they win fine. Game three, they win without, there's no Kawhi Leonard, but it still took a lot out of them. Would they shoot 46 free throws? Mm. The hell is going on there? 46 free throws or something like that in that game. They are spending way too much energy. It's, it's 40 plus minutes from Paul, who's 38 years old, from Booker and from Durant Every single night, they cannot lean on their bench. The Clippers are a very deep team. Norman Powell stepped in last night and dropped 40. Dropped 40 in that matchup. So, yeah, I do think the Clippers, if they're going to have Kawhi, can win this series. In fact, if Kawhi was healthy last night, and you asked me this question when the series was split 1-1, going into Game 3, who do I like for the series? I like the Clippers. I think they're deeper. The bench is going to be what dooms the Suns. They gave it all up in order to bring in Durant. Congratulations, Durant's awesome, but you're going to need some key bench minutes down the stretch here. Joe, we got Cavs, Knicks, not at one, coming to MSG tonight. What's your lean in Pivotal Game 3? Don't tell my close personal friend Stephen A. Smith this, but I do agree with him that the garden is going to be rocking and that the plays <laughs> tonight are Knicks in the first quarter. It's minus half a point. Knicks in the first half, and I'd play Knicks in the game. I, I, mm. I think you've got a great player in Donovan Mitchell, but mostly you have a very young inexperienced Cavs team that was not very good on the road this year going to the garden Friday night it is the Knicks coming off a loss like when we talk about these playoff scenarios this is the scenario right this is everything you could hope for a team's off a loss they're coming home they're full of energy the building's rocking the other team's young like look at what happened to the Kings going on the road they, they, they the moment was too big for them last night it was too big for them and I think for the Cavs you could have some of those jitters which is exactly why I'm making those early game bets that first quarter first half wager i think that's how you want to attack the Knicks tonight all right joe last one huge night of boxing tomorrow you got tank davis you got ryan garcia what's the play i will be there i will be there i'm very excited this is the best thing about living in las vegas this is my favorite thing i tell everyone this fight night in this town is the absolute best you go down you get yourself a steak carlin i know i have your attention now i'm talking <laughs> about food you go down there you get yourself nice and situated and then you make your way into the arena there are going to be so many celebrities at this one this fight is a huge huge showdown I'm playing Tank Davis by stoppage. It's minus 135. I think that's the best bet you can make. I think he knocks out Garcia. Garcia's taller. He's fast. He's going to have to use that range, but he doesn't have a, a diverse toolkit. He's got the big left, and that's it. And Davis is, is a very experienced, very sharp, very high IQ fighter. He's going to download the information early, and I think he puts him to sleep before we get to the end of this thing. The money's pouring in on Garcia. I'm going to be very clear about that. Every bookmaker I talk to, it's nothing but bets on Garcia. Everybody's betting this kid. He's very popular on social media. He's got a huge following. Everyone's betting him. I think the opportunity is Tank Davis, and I would play him to win by stoppage, minus 135. Joseph, even without the verification, we still believe your information. Gentlemen, I love you. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you out there. Good luck mentally working your way through this field, uh, Carlin and Canty. I know it's been a tough week losing your check marks. God forbid if you only had an NFL career to fall back on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. Joe and Amber. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Joe Fortenbaugh. Which one of those do we like the most? Like, I know that both of them purport themselves to be friends of the show, but. We, I mean, we, Joe always slides a couple of shots in it. He's got some zingers. Yeah, Amber, usually around this time of year, can't stand us because oh, of our Mi anti-Miami Heat anything, anything, Miami Heat and Miami Dolphins, yeah. yeah. I've known Amber longer. What am I dancing around this? I like Amber better. You like Amber better? You know, sometimes I just, I'm trying to be too nice or be too political. Yeah. I like Amber job. better. I like Amber better, too. Yeah. Although I am a little worried with do-it-yourself self-help Amber. 
the, all of this business about going to the Home Depot and, and repairing the tile around her pool follow, and staining her cabinets you, you and all that stuff. You follow her on social I do, media. I do. I do. I'm a little bit concerned about her taking things into but her do, own hands. Do you also is- notice that Amber has a ridiculous life? Yes. Like every time I look up, she's on a boat somewhere. Yeah. She's on the slopes out in Colorado. She was at the Buffalo game oh my God. When, against the Dolphins the when it was snowing in Orchard Park. Flew up to Buffalo for the game. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. in Vegas. She's yeah. in Phoenix. I mean, everywhere. The most interesting woman in the world. I'll tell you what. Get her a beer commercial. The Phoenix Open. I think she was out there, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. You guys are ridiculous. 30 seconds after Joe Fortenbaugh hangs up. Yeah, I like Amber better. No, I didn't. <laughs> we Listen, do. It's fair. No. Keep we it do. Real. We do. These are the ABCs of me, baby. Keep it real. That's Say all. it to his face. I would say it to his I face. I believe it. Even though his face is not here right now. I would say I would it, to, say his it to his face, except he's a foot and a half shorter than me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Even that kind of a shot, too. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, it is going to be... A ridiculous scene at Madison Square Garden tonight. I cannot wait to see what that looks like. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tonight, it's the Knicks hosting the Cavs. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Can the Knicks take control of the series against the Cavs tonight and prove that they did not make a mistake? When it comes to passing on Donovan Mitchell, it's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Greeny, the podcast. Next Cavs at Madison Square Garden tonight, game three. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. And you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. Look, I'm very much looking forward to this game tonight. And mm-hmm. from a Nick perspective, I. I, I, it's vitally important to win these two games. Yeah, I, You have to win these games at home. They did their job in getting one on the road. Uh, game two fell apart on them. Canty, tonight and so- Sunday have to go their way. And I'm, I'm sorry. We just at some point, Josh Hart, we need to find out what's going on there. Yeah. Can R.J. Barrett just show up? Just show up and play a role here at some point in this series. Because I do think at some point you need to see something from him that is going to make you, uh, A, believe in him, but secondly, make him believe in himself for his ability to help out here. But, but why would you, would, you, would you do that, though? Why would, you, why would you try to lead yourself into believing that? That's the part I don't understand. No, I, I think it's a short, uh, short leash, so to speak. Yeah. But, I mean, are the Knicks a better team without him on the floor? They, they might be at the moment. They might be. But I can't, I can't operate working that way going into tonight and Sunday. Like, if you're Tibbs, how are you playing this out tonight when it comes to R.J. Barrett? I mean, listen, R.J. Barrett, he's going to have to be a threat. But to me, it's, it's really about Josh Hart coming off the bench. Like, yeah. to me, that, that was the guy that's the difference maker. You're talking about R.J. Barrett scoring 21 points across two games. I don't know how much I can rely on him offensively. And so at this stage of the season, you kind of are what you are, and I take my cues off of that. If, if I'm looking at what Josh Hart brings to the party, mm-hmm. his ability to score, his ability to play make, and his ability to be able to be a factor when it comes to rebounding, particularly on the offensive glass. Remember, that was the big difference for the Knicks down the stretch in game one, being able to hit that offensive glass. Josh Hart coming up with a big offensive rebound. Julius Randle coming up with a big offensive rebound. Those plays matter. Isaiah Hartenstein being active on the glass. If you have that, then that's going to lead to a lot of second-chance points. And, again, that's the opportunity that the Knicks have to exploit the, the, the Cavs, being able to out-hustle them, being able to outwork them because they are the deeper of the two teams. To me, that has to be front and center tonight in Game 3 in the Garden. If you're betting these next two games, do you believe the Knicks are going to win these next two games? It's hard for me to say that they're definitively going to win the next two games just because the Cavs have the best player in the series and a guy that's capable of going off for 40-plus yeah. on any given night. I, I just I, – I, I can't take it there. I, I do think this is going to be a long series. So the next two uh, – the, the, this game, game three, Knicks are one-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 120 on the money line, mm-hmm. over-under is 211 which I could absolutely see it being that low scoring of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the series right now, the Cavs are minus 130. The Knicks are plus 110. Here was Stephen A. and Mad Dog the other day on first take, and Stephen A. just simply doesn't believe the Cavs have a shot tonight. Cleveland ain't winning Friday. I, you can cancel that. I've heard that this. You can cancel that. I've heard wait, wait till you thought that Mobley and Allen that was shivering in game one. Be wait careful. till they roll up in the garden. They're going to get motivated. They ain't seen nothing like that, that, baby. I'm trying to tell you. 
10 o'clock, 56-50 Cavs. That crowd will get so tight at oh, 10 o'clock. Oh, oh, please. Get oh, so please. Tight. What's wrong with you? They'll get so what's tight. What's wrong with you? Because New York teams lose at home in the postseason. They always have. Somebody, it's a very for, tough place to somebody win. somebody who's been in New York forever doing radio with your own damn channel, you don't go to the gardens on game night, okay? It's been decades. You understand. This you is a go, different dog? level. You understand. People were walking out there like crazy when they won one game against Atlanta Hawks two years ago. It's, it's this is a better team. This is a better atmosphere. We ain't some damn underdogs hoping to win. We know we should win this series. Okay. New well, York Knicks got this. That was from Wednesday's first take. <laughs> and he's not wrong. This is a better team than the one two years ago that faced the Atlanta Hawks. But can't he? One of the guys that was on that team that faced the Atlanta Hawks was Julius Randle. Yes. And to me, he's going to be a key in this game. Not his ability to be able to score, but like Tim Bontemps alluded to earlier, him cutting down on the turnovers. Julius Randle has got to stop turning the basketball over. Six turnovers in the game uh, the other night. And you're talking about the Knicks on the whole. 18 total turnovers that led to 32 Cavs points. That can't happen. That can't happen. Defense and hustle has been a Knicks calling card, but also playing within the structure of the offense and trusting what Jalen Brunson does from a playmaking standpoint has got to be their mantra for game three and for the rest of this series. Let Jalen Brunson take the responsibilities of playmaking. Yep. Let Josh Hart do that. Julius Randle, you, you already recognize that there are going to be some challenges in dealing with a long defender like Evan Mobley. That guy is a monster when it comes to rim protection. Stop trying to do it all on your own. Lead on a supporting cast because your guys have proven in those spots they can be trusted. But you th- don't have to do it by yourself. But this is exactly why they're better from two years ago is that when they do that, when they trust Jalen Brunson to do that, it makes life a little bit easier for Randall, and that has allowed him to get back to what he was two years ago without having to shoulder all that. I'm with you 100%. Yes. Let Jalen Brunson play his role. Let because they are a so much better team when that is the case. Julius Randle, let's be clear. I, I, you know, if he's trying to do too much, that can take you out of it. That can absolutely take you out of it. He is doing too much. I know he's doing too much. That's why I'm saying, like going into this game tonight, that can take you out of it. I'll tell you what, you'd also don't want to see what's that fourth quarter, and it's a tight game. And Donovan Mitchell is lighting you up at every turn. That will be a very cranky crowd if the Knicks lose a heartbreaker tonight and Donovan Mitchell goes for 44, which is not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but Donovan Mitchell is going to get his. I- I'm just resigned to that fact. He's no, gonna... I'm talking about getting his in crunch time. No, That's no, where they no. will get I, 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 I hear where you're coming from yeah. with that, but you got to stop guys like Darius Garland from getting his. you, you got to somehow find a way to contain – Jared Allen on the boards. Like th- those are the things that you have to account for. You got to protect the basketball and not give Cleveland easy buckets in transition. Those are the things that are within your control if you're the New York Knicks. Those are the things that you have to take care of. Those are the boxes that you have to check if you're going to get pivotal game three. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. 
My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. Wow, we got big breaking news in the NFL. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. The NFL has indefinitely suspended three players and two other players, six games each, for gambling policy violations. I'm just going to read directly from the league's release. Adam Schefter broke the story first just a few moments ago. Mm. Uh, Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore of the Detroit Lions, Shaka Tony of the Washington Commanders, are suspended indefinitely through at least the conclusion of the 2023 season for betting on NFL games this past year. These players may petition for reinstatement at conclusion of the 2023 season. Stanley Berryhill and Jamison Williams of the Lions are suspended for the team's first six regular season games of 2023. They can participate in the offseason, and that starts at the final roster cutdown. The gambling policy, which is annually reviewed with all NFL personnel, including players, prohibits anyone in the NFL from engaging in any form of gambling in any club or league facility or venue, including the practice facility. Mm. A league review uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in any way. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about that last part, right? The somebody, fact that they, they highlighted the aspect of gambling in any club or league facility or venue, including the practice facility. Like, that, that part of it um, raises an eyebrow because you wonder if they were betting on football or were they just gambling at the team's practice facility. We're not sure. We don't know. And I guess we have to wait to get more information from our insiders. But, man – the NFL is cracking down on betting in regards to club personnel and players, and rightfully so, because we know that with the emergence and the legalization of sports gambling across the country, like there, there is a heightened concern when it comes to the integrity of the game. And Roger Goodell, when he became the commissioner a decade ago, that was his top priority, making sure he protected the integrity of the shield and the integrity of the game. And so he's clear, sending a clear message through these suspensions and the Calvin Ridley suspension from a year ago. Okay, so um, there are a couple of things here. Number one, yeah. uh, legal sports betting uh, does exist in Michigan yep. it, on pro and college events, so it could have been on an app, yep. you know, on the phone. Mm-hmm. But when it specifically is like that, you know, as you pointed out, mentioning, I mean, are they, they playing cards? They playing dice? They... What are they doing? Which, which happened in every team for every team that I played for. Yeah, in my in my eleven year career in the National Football League, that happened in every locker room. That happened on every flight to yeah. away games. Guys playing cards, guys shooting dice. Like that happens. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of money that changed hands because the guys were playing Boo Ray in the back of a plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one guy 
ultimately ended up buying a car with all of the money he made from his teammates <laughs> from playing Boo-Ray in the back of a plane. So, I mean, this is not something that's uncommon, but this is something that the NFL is being explicit about. That's not behavior that they want from their players or club personnel. So, uh, listen, just reading between the lines here, yeah. it makes me believe that that's what the two six-game suspensions might have been doing. Sure. Something like that involved at a facility yeah. or something like Not that. involved with directly betting on NFL games. Right, which the other guys, it does specifically say that they were betting on NFL games. Sure. How can you be this dumb? How, how can you be this dumb after what just happened to Calvin Ridley the year before, mm-hmm. being suspended for the entire season? Uh, he obviously got traded. By the way, Cephas and Moore immediately cut by Detroit, how can you be this dumb? It's easy to be this dumb, though, because yeah. of the access that we all have with our smartphones, uh, online yep. gambling apps. Like, it's so easy to place a wager nowadays that it's easy to you know, give in to a lapse in judgment and place money on a game. And I think that's the part of the accessibility aspect of it is why players have to be careful because the NFL is monitoring all of this. Yeah. And if it's a situation where you could be viewed as potentially jeopardizing the integrity of the game or betting on games in the National Football League, whether you have inside information or not, it's going to be perceived that you do. And that could potentially, you know, I, I guess jeopardize, you know, what's going on in terms of the fairness of of placing wagers in sports gambling. So I, I can understand why Roger Goodell is being heavy-handed with that approach. If you're those guys, it's just something that you can't do. It's the third rail in the NFL. Yeah. And look, I, I mean, I shouldn't say it that way because you don't know. I mean, there could be other issues at play here. There could be. We're left in the dark. We're, we're left in the dark. We're speculating right now. All we can do is read the memo right. and read what we're getting from Adam Schefter and others. But my point is, like when I say, "How can you be that dumb?" There could also be an addiction at play. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into that part of it. It's just but frustrating even, but, but, to see what just happened and knowing that they're paying attention. But big fella, even if there is an addiction at play, and I guess addiction is a disease, so it's hard to. Yeah, it's hard to rationalize things when you're suffering from a disease. But gambling on football, that's one of the things that they tell you when you come into the league at the rookie symposium or the different programs that every single club does to host its first year players. They tell you, don't gamble on football. That's an easy way to find yourself outside of the league. We just saw what happened with Calvin Ridley. He was reinstated. Even something as... You know, as as minute as being in a fantasy football league where you might so happen to be a player on a team or whatever, just uh, a pool, whatever you're doing, you can't gamble on football. That was the message that was sent a couple of years ago with the Ridley suspension. Why then, if you're Cephas or you're one of these other guys, why would you do that? If you're Shaka Tony, why would you do that? It just makes no sense. And we're talking about Those young guys trying to stay in the league. We're talking about young guys, guys yeah. that are all on their rookie, rookie contracts, guys that are in their fourth year or younger. Why are you doing this? Mm. It makes no sense. None whatsoever. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. The Heat hosting the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Okay, football fans, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft. 
with Canty and Carlin. Along those lines, Canty, uh, you and I, of course, along with Mike Tannenbaum, Ian Fitzsimmons, Jordan Reed, will be anchoring all of the coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, live from Kansas City. What should the Lions be doing in this draft next week? They've got the sixth pick, and what is the second pick? 18th. 18th. 18th pick mm-hmm. uh, in this draft. What should the Lions be looking at? Keeping in mind, Mel Kuyper in his latest uh, mock draft has them picking Will Anderson Jr. in this pick. Well, it just depends on how the quarterbacks shake out early in the draft, right? Because now we're seeing the Houston Texans purportedly being open for business. I- I'm curious to see what happens with the number two pick if they're able to trade out of that spot. And if they don't, if they take a position player like a Will Anderson Jr. kicking all of the quarterbacks down a notch, I could see a real scenario where the Detroit Lions find a successor to Jared Goff. And one of the key Mm. indicators for me is the Lions not restructuring or reworking Jared Goff's contract, not giving him an extension this offseason. The fact that they didn't take those steps, where that would be something that's clear and obvious in order to lower his cap number, which is relatively reasonable, leads me to believe that there's something else brewing. And I get that Dan Campbell said, we got a guy, and when you got a guy, you have to feel good about your situation. I, I just I look at Jared Goff, and, and although he had a great season last year, he's always going to leave something to be desired, which is why Sean McVay traded him away in the first place in order to get Matt Stafford. What happened when the Rams got Matt Stafford? In year one, they won a Super Bowl. So there is always going to be a ceiling on what Jared Goff can give you. And if you're the Detroit Lions, based on the trajectory of your program – what are the odds that you're going to be in this position in the top 10 to draft one of these guys that could potentially grow into a difference maker? Jalen Carter just visited with them, and uh, Brad Holmes, the Lions GM, said yesterday that they felt better about Jalen Carter after visiting with him. Canty, I'll give you one little whisper that mm. I've heard. That the Eagles, sitting at 10, like Jalen Carter a lot, but probably now feel like not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, maybe Philadelphia looks to trade up to get him. And remember, Ooh, that would be, be a scary D-line. But right now? It's already a scary D-line. You're going to have to move up to at least five, you would think, and the Seahawks very well could take them. You're going to have to move up at least to five. Well, the, Eagle, to the Eagles that. have the ammunition to do it. If they yes, they do. Yes, they do. And, I mean, that's why, that's why you have all of those draft picks, right? You have all of those yep. draft picks in order to move up and down the draft board. And you've noted this. Howie Roseman is a wheeler dealer. Yep. He loves moving up and down the draft board. And Jalen Carter is the kind of player that you take a big swing for and you believe in the culture that's in your locker room. That's also a reason why you pay a guy like Jalen Hurts, right? Somebody that establishes the culture of your football team. You insert Jalen Carter into a locker room like that that has strong leadership on both sides of the ball, and you're going to get the best version of him. Pair him next to Fletcher Cox and his former teammate at Georgia, Jordan Davis, and then you got Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick on the outside rushing the quarterback, who wants to roll up against that defensive line? All, all of a sudden, you fortified a strength that you already had. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? It is what America waits for each and every week. It is hosted by Bubba of the hashtag crew. It is who you got. Bubba, the floor is yours. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger and the Eagles. Just hired Matt Patricia as a defensive assistant, and of course, Patricia famously butted heads with current Eagles defensive back Darius Slay when they were together in Detroit. So the question is: This a good hire? Who you got? I don't know what to make of it, frankly. I mean, I, listen, 
They, they obviously had to replace Jonathan Gannon. Uh, Matt Patricia did not belong on the offensive side of the ball, as we saw. No. I don't think it's a bad hire. I don't think all, all of this means that Matt Patricia can't coach. Uh, to me, when you can get more minds in the room to think about things and to look at it from different angles, I don't think that's a bad thing. Matt Patricia, a good defensive coach. Yeah. He's a good, not, maybe not a great head coach. Actually, we know he's not a good head coach. Yeah. Not a good offensive coach, but he's a good defensive coach. I he, like it. And he will make that right. I like it. That's Especially with the loss that you had in brain power in, in, on the defensive side of the ball with Jonathan Gannon going to be the head coach at Arizona. Next. The Mets recently played in Oakland. Their TV crew unable to use the normal visiting TV booth because a possum lives there, <laughs> which of course he does. As people who call games, both of you guys have been known to call some games. Who you got is the one animal you don't want to see in your broadcast booth. Oh, Snake. I am I am deathly afraid of snakes. Deathly afraid of snakes. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I saw a garter snake once when I was cutting the lawn and I ran like hell. Snake. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to say a rodent of some sort. Yeah? Yeah, the possum scares me. A rodent me. of unusual size, yeah, maybe? Well, I mean, a, a New York rat, New York City rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, like, that, that would scare the hell out of me. Uh, listen, by Did the way. Did you see that New York hired a rat czar? Yes. A rat czar. Exactly. What do you study to become the rat czar? How to kill rats? Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's the job description. A lot of people don't oh, know you this. You need to be passionate about killing rats. Yeah, a, a lot of people don't know this. At yeah. one point earlier in his life, Bubba, rat czar of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Really? It's accurate. Accurate. They should make a documentary way, on that. Bubba, how do you have a possum... Not just show up there, but live there for a year and yeah. you can't get the, That's thing. the thing. It wasn't like he just, he's just he been living there for this series. Yes. It was since last September, if not earlier. That is straight but, but, out but, of the Hank Azaria's Brock Meyer. But don't they already have the feral cats living out there? They've got everything. I mean, uh, they, I mean you might as well call zoo, it a zoo, too. Yeah. Such a ball game and see the attractions. <laughs> Next. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Tomorrow is National Earth Day. Great day. Where would you like to travel to anywhere on this earth? Who you got? Oh, Greek islands. Have not okay, been there. The Greek islands. Ab- Santorini? Yes. Mykonos? Any of them. I'd absolutely okay. love to see that. I've been to Italy, but I want to see more of Italy. Gotcha. Okay, so for me, Japan. Japan okay. Japan was the big trip that the wife and I were planning this summer. Plans fell through, but definitely want to go over to Japan and see that. Bubba, where do you want to go? I want to go I want to go to Australia. Yeah. Uh, but that's a that's a whole process. Something more manageable, I'd say Italy. Yeah. I don't know if I want to sit on a plane for 18 hours. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is, is not, it is it not, all that much more about going down under? Eh. New Zealand it. maybe. Anyway, next 38 years ago tomorrow, Coca-Cola decided to try something new and introduce new Coke. It lasted three months. Some people say it was all just a marketing ploy, but the question for you is Coke or Pepsi? Who you got? Uh, I'm a Coke guy. Absolutely. I'm a Coke Coke guy, guy. too, and I actually liked the vanilla Coke when they came out with it. Yeah. I actually liked it. I love Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke? Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke is outstanding. Cherry Coke is outstanding. Uh, I am not Uh, anti-Pepsi, you know, and it's not even any point of the story. I, I am anti pepsi I am anti-Pepsi. Wow. So much so that if I see that blue can in a cooler at a cookout, I will give the the most uncomfortable death stare that you've ever seen to the host. I would just like to make clear that if Pepsi is a sponsor, I love Pepsi. They're not anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Can't you just took care of that? But 
I, I well, I love Pepsi. Gatorade. I love Gatorade. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's a Pepsi product. I love Gatorade. Listen, I, I, I'll make any of it work as my <laughs> body shows. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.